there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java Junkies! If you haven't already signed up for the Java Junkies Journal, that's the weekly newsletter that gives you a heads up on what T4C episodes are dropping that week, head on over to the T4C website at time, the number four, coffee.org. But before you do, grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it is time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest, This episode is one of the most enthusiastic women I know and one of the happiest lawyers I know. And it's because she's built a life for herself doing what she really loves. And her job is one that I certainly didn't know existed. And I thought Java junkies would enjoy learning more about it. Sarah Smith is a special counsel with the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System in Washington, D.C., and she's got an expertise in commercial real estate, construction, and business transactions. Sarah, welcome to Time for Coffee. I have to ask you the question, are you caffeinated and ready to go? Very caffeinated and very ready to go. Thank you. Awesome. So let's get into the espresso shots. These are 10 quick questions to help Java junkies get a better handle on how they can break into the world of sort of legal affairs. And maybe we should say legal affairs with a focus on, let's say, real estate, construction and business transactions. Sure. What are the entry-level jobs that young people should be looking for? Well, the most obvious choice is to go to law school and become a young lawyer in some capacity, whether it's in private practice, for a company, for the government, for another type of organization. That's probably the most basic building block. But in this day and age, there are alternate paths to be taken all the time. You could start off your career in a business and take an interest in the legal affairs and essentially become like a paralegal if you wanted to. You could be a legislative assistant on the Hill and learn more about a specific area and follow that eventually to law school. I mean, ultimately to be a lawyer, you have to go to law school at some point, but the path doesn't have to be three straight years of full-time law school. Many people, particularly in Washington, do law school in the evenings. At Georgetown University, for example, has a very prominent night program that tons of young professionals who are working during the day will attend the night night school. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So you can still earn some money yes. while you're getting your degree, which yes. is important. Sarah, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people that you hire? Sure. So first and foremost, being an excellent writer is absolutely important. And that's from the first email that you get asking for an interview or an informational meeting or what have you, your resume, your CV being on point, tight, efficiently written and also just communicating the most salient points of your experience or your areas of interest. And then when we have a meeting, whether it's an informal meeting or an actual interview, being able to connect and read cues and body language and talk in a way that is comfortable, but also very specific to this industry and your level of interest in my field, being able to demonstrate that, that's what I personally am looking for. 
Wonderful. Now, for young Java junkies who may not be paralegals and who are looking for an entry-level position, it may be as an assistant mm-hmm. of some kind. Mm-hmm. Does it matter what their major was as an undergrad? I, I don't think it matters necessarily what your major is. And to be honest, having a background where you've studied a broad array of things is certainly fine. But at some point, when you're focusing a specific industry, even for an entry-level job, if you haven't had a formal education in that, you need to do your part to sort of self-educate and do your own research into that industry and understand the issues and the players and what might be the critical things that that organization is thinking about. I mean, you can do that on your own without getting a degree in that, but you have to go into the position having an understanding of what the organization's doing and why you're there and how you can help the organization. Yeah. Do your homework. Yes. Yes. Uh, What about a graduate degree? You have just said that if you want to get into this field in any serious way, Mm. you have to have a law degree. Are there any other degrees, especially for people who are interested in business transactions that would be useful? Like what about an MBA or another grad school degree? Well, you absolutely just touched on it. So I think having a business degree, whether it be undergrad or graduate school, is a terrific thing to be able to have in conjunction with a law degree. If you want to do business transaction, any type of business transactions law, it it's one of the most helpful things. And it's actually one of my biggest regrets. I, I've sort of had to self-teach there because I did not take that path. But in reflecting on it now, it would have been very easy for me to tack on. At the time, it felt like an eternity and I didn't even think about it. But I could have probably tacked on one more year of school and gotten a joint JD MBA when I went for my law degree. Would have been one year. It would have been a bit more of heavy lifting on the schoolwork, but in retrospect, I probably should have done that. I didn't and everything's okay that I didn't. But if I was doing it all over again, I would. Absolutely. And what we're trying to do, I mean, God knows in my own career, if only I had known. So what we're trying to do here with Time for Coffee is to help our Java junkies benefit from, I don't want to call it even our mistakes, but our lessons learned. Absolutely. So if you know you have any interest in business, being entrepreneurial, doing a type of law that will support businesses, and essentially doing anything that's not maybe 100% regulatory or litigation oriented. And even for litigators, business litigation, you have to understand how the business is structured, what's driving the business, those issues. These are the types of things that I feel like the MBA would have helped with. And so the MBA is a two-year full-time commitment for most people. But with the law degree, there's so many joint degree programs that are out there where you can combine and essentially walk away with two degrees in a more compressed period of time. Absolutely. And I think you make a another great point, and that is to have other outlets in your life, other communities that you are engaging in because that enriches you Mm -hmm. and it makes you a happier person in general. Yes, it does. It definitely fulfills you more. When I, even going back to high school, opportunities were presented to me that at the time carrying a full course load in high school and all the sports and the activities and taking just one more thing on felt overwhelming. But I remember a particular one in high school that landed in my lap, an opportunity 
opportunity to connect with a different group of people that I hadn't before and have a leadership position ultimately with this with this group. And it opened doors for me. And then in college, the same thing happened with an organization of people that just sort of the opportunity presented. It wasn't a huge time commitment, but it let me meet some new people and hear some new ideas and on and on during law school, same kind of thing. And as a young professional. And so then you fast forward into a later point in your life where you might have a family and those connections may be the volunteer opportunities at your kid's preschool. But those parents are all out there doing something and connecting with them in that way informally can open doors later on to, you know, anything you want, basically. Sarah, what is the best part of your job as a special counsel with the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System? What do you enjoy the most? I enjoy working with my colleagues. The Fed is an organization that employs a group of tremendously bright, organized, efficient people who are all working really hard to help our country and essentially like the world economy. So the mission of the organization is phenomenal. And just on a day-to-day level, people are very collegial, collaborative. Everybody wants to help each other. Everybody wants to do the best work they can. And so from my perspective, as more of a service provider, providing legal support, I find that the different people at the Fed at every level and going all the way up to the very top are so grateful and appreciative for the input and the expertise that any of us can offer to help the agency be a better place and do better work. You Uh, can't ask for more than that. Oh, that's great. So the flip side, what for you Mm -hmm. is the part of your current job that sucks the most? Well, there's always, you know, every day isn't going to be perfect. So a hard day could be maybe just having sort of so much routine, kind of not the most exciting stuff to do that you're feeling a little blah about that. But that kind of busy work has to be done. I mean, we all have to do it. It's just part of managing a good business and taking care of everything. A hard day can also be one where something went very sideways and somebody made a decision that maybe wasn't the best decision and you're bummed because because you have to do some cleanup and fix it up. And it could have been better if it hadn't happened in the first place. And you're calling attention to the fact that somebody maybe didn't make the right decision, but nobody did it intentionally. And there's always a bright side to find. But yeah, those kind of days happen and you feel a little yucky, but you move on and regroup the next day. And some days are better than others. Absolutely. That is a really important lesson in life (laughs) that all the time. Sarah, what is the best career advice that you've ever gotten? I think for me, the best advice was, and I absolutely see it in my everyday life. If you don't like what you're doing, I mean, listen, the goal is to be passionate about what you're doing because you're going to do your best work and you're going to shine the most when you really believe and truly are passionate about what you do. But even if you can't achieve at a certain phase in your life, that level of passion for whatever reason, you simply have to really like what you're doing because that has to be the baseline. If you do not like it, you're not going to put your best foot forward. You're not going to be happy. The organization you're working with is probably going to be aware of it, whether or not they're talking to you about it or not. And really, I mean, on a much higher level, this time we have here is such a gift and we only have one life to live. We owe it to ourselves to put ourselves in the best place we can. Amen, sister. (laughs) All right. So Sarah, what movies or Netflix shows Mm -hmm. or fiction books do you think most accurately depict the life of 
a lawyer in whether government or real estate, construction, business, pick whichever. Wow. That's a great question. Actually, that's an ongoing joke in our house because my husband has a very different profession than I do. He is a chef. And so between being a lawyer and a chef, we could both tell you that 99% of what you see on TV about both of our professions is not true (laughs) and not real. (laughs) It's fun to watch for both of us, be it Food Network or all the legal shows. But it's not really representative of sort of what day to day life is and what the issues are like. So, so there's nothing that you would point to that says, no, okay, I, I know. All right. Sorry, you, just gotta you, it, yeah. you just got to do it, folks. You just got to do it. So final espresso shot. Mm-hmm. What do you think Java junkies would be surprised to learn about what you do? I think, well, for me in particular, and for the Federal Reserve in particular, the Federal Reserve is an agency that's quite different from the rest of the government. It's most definitely not your typical government job. I think the reason is because the Federal Reserve enjoys a significant amount of independence from the rest of the government in order to insulate and protect economic stability. The point is for our agency not to get caught up into politics. And so that gives us a lot of responsibility, but also some nice autonomy to do what we think is best without getting as wrapped up in what might be going on on the Hill or what you're reading in the newspapers and really just do the best work we can. You're like in an insulated we, bubble. We are purposefully. I mean, and Congress established our agency to be separate for that reason, really for the good of the people. Sarah, I just want to thank you. And if Java junkies haven't picked up on this, we are sitting <laughs> right next to one another. And Sarah is drinking her coffee from a Time for Coffee I mug. I just want to say, do you want to pick up your yeah. mug there? Thank you so much. Cheers. For making Time for Coffee with me and the Java junkie community today. I, well, thank you for having me. It's terrific. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.